0: Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Think you know PC Matic? Think again. PC Matic is working with MSPs to deliver true, zero trust, default deny endpoint security allowing only trusted applications and blocking all the rest. A lightweight, simple-to-deploy, and easy-to-manage approach to application-allow listing. Layering a default-deny approach provides MSPs of all sizes the ability to again focus on prevention, and PCmatic delivers this without impacting performance or efficiency. Find out more by visiting PCmatic.com MSP. Be sure to ask about PC Medics' exclusive lead sharing program for MSPs backed by a primetime national TV campaign. Hi, this is Carl. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by Corey White, who is from Sybatar, and uh, he's from Orange County. Welcome, sir. How, How are you today?
1: I am fantastic. Thank you, Carl, for having me on your podcast. I'm so looking forward to this. And yes, I'm from Irvine, California.
0: Very nice. Uh, so let's start with uh, uh Where does that name come from?
1: <laughs> um, I love it. Literally, I was uh, thinking of what should my name of my new company be? And I was talking with a good friend of mine and literally I was driving on the freeway and um, do not try to go to websites and verify uh, what what you're doing while driving. But I got so excited when she said, it's like the cybersecurity community and a lot of companies, especially small to medium sized enterprises, they absolutely need like an avatar, a person that can help them do cybersecurity correctly and it's like they need an avatar and that, that that hit me and i was like oh my god they need a a cyber avatar and <laughs> i was like we got to name the company Savitar because we are literally the, the magical avatar behind these, these small, medium-sized companies that don't have uh, amazing cybersecurity expertise in-house, but they still need it because they're all being attacked by ransomware attackers. So I'm literally, I'm driving on the freeway and that hit, when hit me, and I'm like, oh, my God, is Savitar, is that domain available? And <laughs> I'm sitting there going on the five freeway I'm trying to get the, make sure I have the domain, and luckily, it was available. It was unique enough. So, uh, yeah, that's where the name came from.
0: Well, if you were uh, during rush hour in Southern California, it probably wasn't going that fast. So.
1: <laughs> it, it wasn't. It was uh, it was uh, actually I was going pretty fast, like 75 miles. But I, I, uh, I literally had to get that figured out. That's- All
0: right. So um, the, the website is C-Y-D-A-T-A-R And we'll put that in the links down below. So everybody's got that. OK, so that's the company. Now, who are you and how did you get here? All right, so interesting that
1: I'm I'm, I'm physically today uh, in Dallas, Texas, and this is where I started my career, uh, believe it or not, 25 years ago. I was actually um, here and my my first job out of college was August 24th, 1995. Uh, It used to be, people remember that date. Um, That was the day that Windows 95 came out and guess who was supporting Windows 95 day one? Me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So uh, Internet Explorer 1.0, Microsoft Exchange 1.0, all that stuff is the first um, operating system with an IP stack uh, in it. So um, that's, that was my start. It was interesting at the time I found out a few things about myself. Um, I get bored pretty easily and <laughs> I'm sitting there doing a support position. And the, the answer to the fix your call pretty much for everything was either reboot or reinstall. And so after I figured that out, I was like, "Uh, this is not interesting uh, for me at all. So I needed something that was dynamic. And that's when I started looking for a consulting company where I could just be doing consulting and seeing different environments, learning new things. And I I found a company called International Network Services. And it was kind of cool back in the the mid nineties, you could get paid like 400 bucks just to connect them to the internet, install a router. Really, really basic stuff, but nobody knew how to do it. My first gig. Then I moved. I moved to Southern California. My first gig was for uh, uh, Florida Daniels. A very it was like one of the largest, you know, the top three uh, largest construction company in the world. My job was to connect them to the internet. <laughs> and so uh, it's crazy, like to connect a global company to the internet back in the day. But that was what I was contracted to do. Then I started. Um, I put in the first firewall. Uh, literally, Cisco had come out with a firewall called the PIX, and it was brand new. Like one point, it would barely work. I figured out how to put it in. So I've had a career of of doing first, of doing penetration testing, incident response. Um, I went to much bigger companies. Um, After that, I went to a company called Foundstone where we taught ultimate hacking classes and and wrote the hacking exposed books that was widely accepted out there. On top of that, we were able to um, um, get acquired by McAfee. Then we went and and, um, got acquired by Intel Corporation. By then I was running three things. I had a incident response team that globally, that responded to some of the largest incidents in the world. We, On top of that, I ran the product deployment side of the house. And then on top of that, we had our assessment and penetration side of the house. Then 2012, we went to a company called Silence. Um, we, I was there for six and a half years. We brought AI to cybersecurity. And then lastly, uh, we got acquired in 2019 by BlackBerry, for $1.5 billion. And then I spun out, started this company. I know it was a lot, but it's 25 years to summarize. So thank you for being patient through that.
0: So that, it's interesting. So I, when I went out on my own in 1995, I went out to help companies get connected to the internet. And it was like, that was serious money at the time. And right. it wasn't like today. It could take three to six months to, to get a line, and get a T1 or something out. And okay. uh, so anyway, uh, very cool. Um, so so today, fast forward. So CyberTar uh, is intended to help SMBs to secure networks. So is it a managed service model like, people buy services from you and then resell them to their clients or do you sell directly to clients or how how does that work?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So here's the deal. Um, The cybersecurity industry, and I'm curious your thoughts here, is are we actually trying to stop cyber attacks?
0: What do you think? (laughs) Well, the funny thing is I think everybody wants to do that, but we've divided security into about 12 different modules and each of them is able to say our stuff worked but the bad guys got through anyway and so nobody takes responsibility. Wow, I love that answer. Yeah, 100% correct. So
1: here, that's the problem, right? Is that everybody does their little piece and then on top of that, here's the deal. I've done incidents for some of the largest companies in the world and when WannaCry happened, um, we, God, we had so many incidents and we, we sold so much product and so much services. It was multiple, multiple million dollar deals coming in. We made a ton of money off of what we call the insecurity of security. There are companies out there, Carl, that they don't do anything proactively to patch or lock down a system or secure them. They are billion dollar companies that make money off of just sending alerts or responding to incidents. So if you can make billions by not actually fixing the problem, why would you fix it, right? Uh, but to your point, when you say that, um, you know, the industry is so segmented off, um, we had to build a business model to solve it. I mean, after, by the time I started this company, I've been doing it for 23 years, and I had people saying, Corey, why don't you do our next security assessment, or penetration test? And I'm like, I already did that. I did it for a very long time. <laughs> And a lot of these CISOs are they're my customers and friends, I wasn't actually securing them. You come back the next year, do the same thing, and the same vulnerabilities exist. Well,
0: vulnerabilities. it's always been the case with security that on any given day, you have to secure absolutely everything, every hole, every potential hole, every connection between thing, And the bad guys only have to just pound against one thing at a time until they get in. And, and that's, that's nothing has changed about that. It's yeah. just that now the bad guys have uh, artificial intelligence and the finances of the Russian government behind them. <laughs> exactly. And, and pretty much every government, all the nation
1: states, I mean, there's so many attacks coming from that. And, and you, you're correct. So to that point, we had to solve this. So Carl, we, the, the the business model that we're using in cybersecurity is fundamentally broken, okay? And what I mean by that is, you, you take my, one of my favorite examples that like hits home with everybody, is that we brush our teeth every single day, one or two times a day. It's just daily hygiene, right, to brush your teeth. But if we were to go and say, I'm gonna brush my teeth once a year, but that's when we do cybersecurity, we do once a year, we have an assessment or a penetration test, or we buy a product or whatever, and think we can set it and forget it. Um, I don't want to have stinky breath and a bunch of cavities. <laughs> and, but that's what our cybersecurity programs look like at our companies. So cybersecurity is about hygiene. Okay, So what we built here at Savitar is a continuous model that's based upon a subscription. Very similar to, you know, you look at, you know, wherever you're Netflix or Airbnb or Uber, the the problem is not that there aren't enough cybersecurity products out there. There are over 4,000 of them, okay? The problem is you take, we're we're both kind of old school here, people processing technology. You can have amazing technology, but if you don't have the people in the process on a continuous basis, um, what we call hygiene, where you're continually doing it, you're not going to be secure. And you, like you said, those those nation states, they just got to get in once. And if a new about fifty vulnerabilities come out, new vulnerabilities come out every single day. Okay, so if you're not continually scanning and patching and remediating yourself, guess what? It's just take your pick. You're going to find something and get onto a system.
0: Correct. So what exactly does CyberTar do that these other products don't do?
1: Yeah. So we're not a product company. We're not a services company. We are a solution company. Let's just take, for example, um, you know, vulnerability management, right? With vulnerability management, if a company, especially a small to medium-sized company, we just both agree that they need to be continually scanning and patching and remediating vulnerabilities. But m- most are not actually doing that. So instead of saying I'm gonna buy a vulnerability scanner, I'm gonna set it up to scan internal, or external cloud. I'm gonna also get a patch management system put it on all of my systems, internal, or external cloud, remote systems, um, and I'm gonna set up a full vulnerability management program. And I'm gonna scan and see non-patch related vulnerabilities like misconfiguration, ports open to the internet, all that stuff is fixed too. I'm going to go and do that. And I got to hire at least one person to manage and do all that stuff. And Like you said, that's just one of, say, the 12 things you need to do in cybersecurity. Um, That's going to take you three to six months to really build that whole thing out. You could do that, or you can subscribe to CyberTars to Threat and Vulnerability Management Solution. Then you've got that one thing taken care of. We're continually scanning, patching, and remediating. Uh, we bring in best of great products and get get you remediated, and then we maintain that. And then that's one thing ticked off. And then you've got the other things you have to do. We offer those solutions as well. Does
0: that make sense? It does. But I just have to bring you back to the question, what do you do that other people don't do? So, for example, I could go to a Cronus and get monitoring, patch management, uh, and so forth. So so do you, you say you're not a product company, not a service company. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you bring to the, the mix? You make sure Acronis is working? What, what, yes. You know what I mean? well,
1: um, think of it like this. What, the first thing we do is, like I talked about, um, a security assessment it doesn't actually get you secure. It just tells you all your problems. So we've completely democratized that. Um, we do the assessment and build out a whole security roadmap of everything that you have to do based upon the CIS top 20. Uh, we do that for free. Because we don't want to sell somebody something that they, um, they've already gotten taken care of, that they don't actually need. So we figure out where your gaps are, where your biggest gaps are, and we sell solutions around that. And again, we bring in the best of great technology and we operationalize it. Because again, you've got companies that sell your product, but that doesn't get you secure. Or they'll come in and they'll, they'll say they're managing it, but they don't actually get you completely locked down and secure. So across the full spectrum. We do all of that. And so that's what's game-changing. The other thing is you take an MSSP, they actually don't fix anything. They will send you an alert in, in managed detection response and XDR. They'll send you alerts on everything that is wrong, every time something bad happens. And again, I've been a penetration tester. So by the time you get to the alert, that I have escalated privileges or exploited the system? I've already have done it. And if you're, if you're two or three hours behind me, I've already got admin access onto that system, and it's game over. So you have to actually make sure those systems are patched, make sure they're locked down, make sure multi-factor authentication is enabled. And it's not that hard, but there's so many companies doing one piece of it that nobody's doing the full spectrum to get a company secured. So, again, assessments are free. And we, we try to actually fix and remediate in a subscription model. And I haven't seen any companies out there doing that.
0: So uh, assessments are free. So um, if I'm, a, let's say I'm a managed service provider and uh, I've got, I think I've got a solution. I've, I've got my stuff in place. You come in and figure out the places where uh, I'm lacking and help me fix it. Or you, 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 you do the remediation for me.
1: We do the remediation for you. Yeah, and and that's that's key because you take a, a typical MSP. I, I've seen you know a few few of them. They'll, they'll try to get into the cybersecurity space, and but that means you know using like a basic antivirus. But here's the thing: I worked at you know a couple of very large antivirus companies. Antivirus was developed 30 years ago. Okay, and it is literally a detection Exit mechanism. Um, and so if I created some brand new malware right now, like I you know use Metasploit or a bunch of tools and create something brand new your antivirus is not gonna see it. The hackers already know this and they can go to um, websites like VirusTotal and see if your, your basic antivirus sees it. So you have to have some kind of AI based um, solution and it also has to be configured to actually block the execution of that malware. Uh, we do both of those for our customers because again, we make our money off of them being secure. If we're just seeing alerts and they have incidents, then that's very, very bad for us and our customers. So in a typical MSP is not doing that and it does not have the expertise to get um, a company fully locked down and blocking malware. And ransomware, last thing I'll say, ransomware is a great example because if you have detection and, and response uh, type of software on these systems, then you will detect that ransomware is there and then the next second later, your system is encrypted. It's just too late. You're not actually stopping that attack and that's why it's growing so fast because uh, we're not doing the right things to stop the attacks.
0: And so what's the AI piece of this? What, what's the AI doing? Just looking for packets and saying, oh, that one looks like it's uh, nefarious or?
1: Yeah, great question. So um, um, my last company, a company called Silence, um, and that's one of the technologies we use. Another one is Sentinel One. Uh, how the AI part works is pretty interesting. So we literally had to take a, a piece of you know malware, just say malware.exe we would actually break it apart, look at the actual, we call it like the DNA of it. Like how how big is the file? you know, is it digitally signed? Where did it come from? What language is it written in? All that stuff. And we're able to see that in literally milliseconds uh, really quickly and say, ah, okay, this has characteristics that are are similar to um, malicious software. Because if it, I had one, one um, early client, they were like, that, that file is called winword.exe, which we know is Microsoft Word, but it was in the system 32 directory and it had the Windows logo on it, but it was actually a keylogger. And so a, a non-experienced you know, you know, person, they may look at it like, oh, that's Word and allow it to run. Um, but our AI is able to look at it and say, ah, this is actually a key logger. This is not you know, typically consistent with a, a good file because a Microsoft file is going to be digitally signed from Microsoft. It's going to have standard characteristics, but a malicious file, they aren't going to have that. So it's easy to use an AI model machine learning to build that up to determine what's good or bad literally in
0: about 11 milliseconds and then block it from executing. All right, so an MSP, uh, everybody's got a stack, right? So everybody comes to you, they've already got a stack. Um, do you help them to uh, improve their stack, replace their stack, uh, supplement their stack? Where, where do you fit in that? Yeah, yeah, great question,
1: all the above. So let's, we, we're talking about endpoint protection. So if a, the, the end customer, if they end up using a really basic um, um, antivirus solution, is not actually going to stop the attack. And so our recommendation to them is to upgrade to a more advanced one that uses AI, as I just described, and also get into a blocking state so they can actually block the execution of malware. Um, And we do have some companies that, say, on on the patch management side, if they're using a very good patch management solution, then we'll just come in and we will manage their existing solution. But in most cases, they'll have something that will patch the operating system, maybe just for Windows, but not Macs, or they'll have it where it just uh, does Mac and Windows, but it doesn't actually do the applications that you're running on your system. And again, all those have vulnerabilities that can be exported. So you have to cover Windows, Linux, Mac, everything, stuff in the cloud, um, the operating system and the applications running on those systems um, on a continuous basis. If you don't
0: do that, then we're going to
1: recommend that we'll bring in a solution that actually does and manage that for you.
0: And so do you have a partner program? How do uh, IT service providers engage with you?
1: Uh, fantastic question. So a few things. We, we actually um, rebuilt the, the way partners engage because what ends up happening is we, we have a few things. One, and from MSP's perspective, um, a lot of them try to do security, but if I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, it's about four or five years ago, but there was a big deal with the FBI sending out bulletins because hacker groups um, target MSPs because if I instead of hacking one company at a time, hack the MSP and get access to all the right,
0: thing. yeah, SolarWinds and so forth, yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So that is a big deal. And, and it's so big of a deal that even today, um, I we, we use, uh, we partner with a company called Cy And we, we were just talking, what we realized is that if you're an MSP, it's very hard to get cybersecurity insurance because of those targeted attacks. So what we've ended up doing is the MSPs that... <laughs> are open to working with a, a, a real and true cybersecurity company, uh, we have fantastic partnerships with them um, and because we don't do IT. And, and you know, if they don't do cybersecurity, then it is a fantastic relationship. So we've got about 15 or 20 of them that we have really good partnerships with right now, and that is growing really rapidly. Um, on top of that, what we offer back to them is, is our partner program for every referral that they send to us they get 20% of that deal. And it's on our website under partners, um, referral partners. Um, and so it's called the side hustle. So that completely incentivizes them to um, you know, throw more business our way because they're getting that 20%. Um, and because the, the typical channel model, in my opinion, is absolutely antiquated and broken. So we create our own channel and we have uh, about 150 people worldwide and companies included as well that are part of that channel model.
0: So I want to make sure I'm clear. So do you ding the clients, the end users credit card and then throw the 20 percent to the MSP or does the MSP ding the credit card and pay you? No, we're
1: all direct to our customers. So say if you're an MSP and you have a, a, a company that needs cybersecurity, you will refer them over to us. And then we'll track it. Once that deal closes, then on the back end, we will uh, give them their 20%, but we deal directly with our customers.
0: Okay. So, so that's it is, I mean, you were very clear. You, you believe the channel model is antiquated. So, you, this is not a channel model, this is a direct model. And yeah. you're using MSPs basically as sales agents.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And because here's the thing think about it, Carl. If we were to do a traditional channel model, that means I'd have to hire up a channel team around the whole United States and then globally. And and so obviously pay all of them. And then I have to, when uh, our partners, I'd have to pay them anywhere from 20 to 40%. It makes our, our solutions more expensive. And it's not cost effective for small to medium medium sized companies to pay, you know, an uplift of sometimes, you know, geez, I've seen it up to, you know, um, know, 50 percent because they got to pay for all these additional people that we don't have. So we take that 20 percent, give it back to whoever referred it to us.
0: All righty. So with the with the, the, the partner program do people need to sign up with you or they can just uh, just find clients and say, hey, you know, that one was mine. <laughs> yeah, uh, they
1: absolutely need to sign up. You can sign up on our website um, under our um, partner tab there. So you can sign up. It takes like, you know, 30 seconds, just put in your name and information. And then um, once you have a company, say ABC company or whatever, you just go and say, hey, I'm you know, introducing you to ABC company. And we track that in the back end of Salesforce. And then once that deal closes, we already have your information. Then we we send send you your money. We literally, it's interesting. We There's one, um, actually, he's a CISO, pretty well uh, connected. He sent over, I think, four or five companies. Um, I know um, last month we gave him an 80000 dollar check. And so, uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's possible for him. I was like, you're going to make more off of referrals than you make in your day job. And he's like, I know. But um, we actually are helping you know, companies. They're getting locked down and secured. That's why he's so excited about, about what we do and how we do
0: it. So when you say that, um, you know, you'll do the audit or, you know, the, the investigation uh, at no charge, uh, the assumption is that you're going to find something. Um, what's the timing on that? Like if I, if I take my clients and I say, hey, okay, here's my clients. They know you're coming. I've told them to get in touch with you. Uh, do they, does somebody get in touch with them today, next week, the m- next month?
1: Um, it's pretty much immediate. Um, so a few things. Um, Once you sign up and make the the referral introduction, then we're reaching out immediate. The the other part that I love about this model, if you take cybersecurity, if it takes you forever to implement something, you're doing proof of concepts and testing on those products, those are times that you are currently exposed. What we've done here is removed all the friction because, again, we're we're a, a VAR, and so we have all these products already. Everything is cloud-based. Let's say, if you signed up tomorrow, we literally can start getting your systems locked down and and secured. We have a metric in our company; it's called um, time to value. Ninety days or less. Everything you buy is going to be installed, configured, uh, assessed, remediated, and then do maintenance. And, and again, unheard of out there. With the companies out there, we've seen them sign up with MSSPs and just to install their detection software, it's taken six months. And again, that's not even blocking any attacks, it's just detection. So uh, we're guaranteeing 90 days or less. Right now we're tracking across all of our customers worldwide around 55 days.
0: And to the end customers, is this a, a flat monthly fee or how is it priced for them?
1: Um, 100% flat fee um, per solution, per employee. Um, so what we've done, I, again, you, you've seen this as well. You, you do cybersecurity, like an assessment or pen test, like how many IP addresses do you have? How many servers do you have? How many locations? You know, there's ongoing questionnaire that takes forever. Uh, because this is a subscription, we make our money off of customer lifetime value. And so all we need to do is get a ballpark of roughly how big your company is. And then again, pricing is on our website. So we really simplified that so that we get customers secure quickly and, and right off the bat, as opposed well to spending weeks trying to scope something out.
0: Right. So just so you know, we only have a, about a minute left, but um, what about um, MSPs who think, well, th- you're going to make me look bad? <laughs> Like, why would I send you to my clients if you're gonna just say, "Well, you're you're insecure and you you know your your stuff is broken"?
1: Well, um, I answer this this way: um, If the customer, your end customers, end up getting hacked because the MSP is is hacked or because they didn't properly do security, they're gonna look bad anyway. Um, our goal is actually help. We want to help that end customer and also help the MSP look good. That's why the name of the company is Savatar. We are the cyber avatars on the back end. And so if we make that MSP look good and the customer look good, we are happy.
0: And uh, if I sign up as a, uh, a partner, uh, do I get a little badge or anything? Do I get an avatar that, that says, uh, you know, I, I provide good security solutions?
1: Um, that's coming. We're gamifying <laughs> our our, um, our platform, and in about three or four months, later, you will get the the badge. Eventually, we haven't built that in yet. We focus on the, the important part of the cybersecurity, but the gamification is coming as
0: well. Very good, Corey White from it's Cybatar. It's C-Y-V-A-T-A-R dot A I. Thank you for, for uh, joining us today.
1: Thanks so much. Those were fantastic questions. And and hopefully we get a chance to to help the SMB community. So thank you for your time.
0: All righty. This has been another SMB community podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB community podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, Please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.